We are previewing the Twins' opening day game against the Seattle Mariners on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Tuesday, April 5th. You're listening to this on Wednesday, April 6th, or maybe a little bit later. Could be Thursday. If you listen to it Friday, it may not be as relevant. We're previewing the Twins' opening day game against the Seattle Mariners at Target Field on Thursday afternoon. I'm Nash Walker. Been writing at Twins Daily for over two years. Been hosting this podcast for over two years. The podcast has never seen as many downloads as it has right now. And that's you. Thank you so much. I can't wait for this season to get going. This is the last episode, hopefully, before opening day. I will preface all of this by saying... The Twins may not play on Thursday. They have an off day Friday. It looks like rain, snow Thursday at Target Field. Hold your tickets. There's discussions that the Twins could move that game to Friday. Major League Baseball reportedly doesn't want them to move that game to Friday. So wait and see. And maybe we'll know more by Wednesday morning. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to preview this game for you today. And if they don't play Thursday, this this is relevant for Friday, right? And if they if they end up not playing Thursday, we're going to do an opening day roster look and who made it, who didn't. We'll talk about that anyway Thursday night. Um, you know, after the game, we'll, we'll recap the game and look forward to the rest of the series. So that's that's what will happen if they do play. If they do play, you're going to get a post game from me on Thursday. If they don't play, you're going to get an episode from me on Thursday, but it's going to be an opening day roster look. Today, we're going to preview that game. And whether it happens Thursday or Friday, it's going to happen, which is amazing. And I can't believe baseball is here. I'm so excited. We've made it. We've made it. We've made it through a long lockout, through a long winter and offseason. Baseball is here, and I can't wait to dive into this with you. We're going to look at the Seattle Mariners, tell you a little bit about the Mariners, what to expect from them in this series, this opening week, opening day series at Target Field. Uh, the Mariners expect to be good this year. And last year, a lot of luck, but 190 games, just missed the playoffs in the American League and really put it together. They're adding Julio Rodriguez. He made the opening day roster. You're going to see him play this weekend at Target Field, the top three to five prospect in baseball outfielder. Tools for days. Julio Rodriguez is a potential star in this league, and he could get going against the Twins. Hopefully that's not the case, but you're going to see him this weekend. I want to jump right into this. And look at projected lineups. So the Twins are trying Joe Ryan out there on opening day. The Mariners are trying out Robbie Ray. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see we're going to start with the Mariners projected opening day lineup against Joe Ryan. And the numbers on the right side of your screen, and I'll explain this if you're listening on podcast form, that's weighted runs created plus versus right-handed pitchers in 2021. So weighted runs created plus, we know if you could if you could encapsulate how productive a hitter is into one number. Way to runs created plus, how many runs do they create and how does that compare to the rest of the league is how we're going to do it. How I think is the best way to do it. It's not batting average. It's not OPS. It's not even OPS plus. Weighted runs created plus I think is the best number to look at. So we're going to use that today. Adam Frazier leads off. Acquired in a trade from the Padres last year. Just didn't go well with the Padres. Adam Frazier was awesome in Pittsburgh. In 2020, and I think in 2019 as well. Slap hitting, leadoff guy, not going to hit for power, but 117 way to run credit plus against right handed pitching last year. Ty France was 
awesome last year for the Mariners. Keep an eye out for Ty France. He's going to be a tough out in this lineup. 124 weighted runs created plus against right-handed pitching last year. And they added Jesse Winker a few weeks ago. That's a huge addition. You'll see, and I'll tell you, a 178 weighted runs created plus against right-handed pitching last year for Jesse Winker. That was, of course, for the Cincinnati Reds, one of the best left-handed hitters in the National League. Crushes right-handed pitching. I think he will hurt a little bit moving out of Great American Ballpark. We know how that ballpark favors hitters and favors offense. But Jesse Winker is going to be a tough out for the Twins. And, you know, late in games this weekend and late Thursday, expect Taylor Rogers to get the Jesse Winker assignment. Expect Caleb Thielbar to get the Jesse Winker assignment in the middle innings. He's going to be tough. Mitch Hanniger, we know, is a great player. 107 way to runs created plus against right-handed pitching last year. Uh, was one of their best hitters, if not their best hitter last year with Ty France. Eugenio Suarez acquired also from the Reds in that deal with Jesse Winker. Suarez, 93 way to runs created plus against right-handed pitching. Uh, hit under 200 last year. Was terrible. Got moved out of a starting role. For the Reds, this is a make-or-break year. Hit 50 home runs just in you know three years ago. So Suarez, huge power, but the contact is not there. The on-base is not there. This is a, a make-or-break year for Suarez. Julio Rodriguez, Fangrass projects to hit sixth in this lineup. Again, has not debuted. Will debut against the Twins either Thursday or Friday. Super exciting for him, the young outfielder. Uh, I don't know. That's up in the air. He could be great. He could you know go through some rookie lumps early on. Jared Kalanick. Another former top prospect, debuted last year, came over from the Mets organization, wasn't good last year, 93 way to runs created plus against righties, is a left-handed hitter. So a lot of question marks in the bottom of this Mariners lineup. Tom Murphy projects to hit eighth. He has 45 way to runs created plus last year, his number. 100 is league average. 100 is league average. So any point above or below 100 is a percentage point above or below league average. Tom Murphy's at 45, which means he's 55% below league average. Jesse Winker at 178 is 78% above league average. So that gives you a good view of, of what you're you're dealing with here on this lineup. J.P. Crawford projects to hit ninth. Pretty solid left-handed hitter. 106 way to runs created plus last year. So dangerous lineup at the top for the Mariners, certainly in Winker, in France, in Hanniger. Frazier can be tough. He gets on base. So the Twins are going to have, you know, Joe Ryan going to have his work cut out for him early on in this game. Going to have to get through the top of that lineup. And then, again, expect Taylor Rogers to get the Jesse Winker assignment. Expect Caleb Thirbar to get that assignment as well in the middle innings and Rogers in the late innings. And you'll see that, I think, definitely if the game is close late, you'll see Rogers out there to face Winker. Let's get to the Twins lineup. Super excited to break this one down with you. Robbie Ray, American League Cy Young winner, going to start for the Mariners in this one on opening day. They got him in the offseason, thought the Twins might go after Robbie Ray. He ends up in Seattle. I think it was for 5 115 around there, $115 million. So big-time investment in, in Robbie Ray, who before 2021 was just not very good. And the Blue Jays picked him up on a kind of prove-it deal, value-building deal going into 2021 and he rewarded them with a Cy Young campaign. And for Robbie Ray, it's always been huge, big time stuff. 95 plus with a fastball from the left side, wipeout slider command's been an issue for him his entire career, really put it together last year, found that command, cut down on his walk, strikeout stayed up. And all of a sudden he's an ace and going to face the twins at target field. So instantly tough matchup. Byron Buxton projected to lead off. This is my projected lineup for the twins on opening day. Buxton leading off has let off a lot this spring, destroyed, this spring, five home runs for Byron Buxton down in Fort Myers. 169 way to runs created plus against left-handed pitching last year. So he's the best player in this matchup in terms of, you know, facing someone 
from the left side. Jorge Polanco, 115 way to runs created plus last year against lefties was very good all around crushed righties and was really solid against lefties. Jorge Polanco, uh, pleasant surprise last year, projects to hit second in this lineup. Carlos Correa, third, 138 way to runs created plus last year against lefties. Miguel Sano, I project to hit cleanup. He was below average, 98 against lefties last year, but in his career has hit lefties really well. Gio Urshel, I have hitting fifth. He was at 112, so above league average. Alex Kirilov, I have hitting sixth. He was at 111 last year in a shortened sample. Gary Sanchez, as much as he struggled at the plate last year, a 125 way to runs created plus against left-handed pitching, which is the third best in this lineup when you consider the sample. Ryan Jeffers, eighth. 99 way to runs credit plus. So you'll notice both in the same lineup. I think one will catch. I think the other will DH. Jeffers is probably catching. Sanchez is probably DHing. You have Rochelle at third base. Notice that Luis Arise is not in this lineup against the left handed pitcher. As I said, when the Twins went out, traded Josh Donaldson, acquired Gio Rochella, I think he's going to start at third against lefties. I think Luis Arise is going to start at third against righties. And then whoever's hitting well, I think will earn more playing time. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have. You know, ineffectiveness, those things will probably happen. Kyle Garlic, I have him making the team and hitting ninth. This is a toss in the air. This could be Max Kepler hitting ninth, playing right field. But Kepler is not proven outside of one year in 2019 that he can hit left-handed pitching. Look at this lineup. That's seven out of nine last year who were above league average against left-handed pitching. And the other two were just below in Miguel Sano and Ryan Jeffers. And I expect Ryan Jeffers to have a better season. I expect Miguel Sano to have a better season, hopefully a better first half, and certainly against lefties. Ryan Jeffers last year um, hit lefties decently well and then couldn't hit righties. I expect both of them to hit lefties. But this is not just any other lefty. This is Robbie Ray. And you look at the Twins' history against Robbie Ray. It's not super... Long, they don't have a whole lot of at-bats. Buxton's 0 for 2 with a walk. Polanco's 1 for 3 with a single. Carlos Correa, 3 for 11, a double, three walks. So Correa has the best history against Ray with an extra base hit. He's gotten on base over a 400 clip against Robbie. Miguel Sano, 0 for 1 with two walks. Urshela, 2 for 7 with a double. Alex Kirloff has not faced him. Gary Sanchez, 1 for 5 with a homer and a walk. Ryan Jeffers, 0 for 2, two strikeouts. Kyle Garlic, 0 for 2 with a walk. The reason being Robbie Ray was in the national league with the diamondbacks for a long time. So they haven't seen Robbie Ray outside of last year. A lot of these guys and twins lost that game at target field six to one. The blue Jays beat them when Ray started, but he was on a mission last year. I'm curious to see how he follows up that season. It was a breakout season. Sometimes you wonder with command guys, can they revert back to, you know, four walkouts of a 15% walk rate. And you're looking at solidly from Robbie Ray in his career could he get back to that? Twins are going to have to be patient, but also patiently aggressive at the plate. I think this lineup is going to do very well against left-handed pitching this year. I think they're going to have a lot of success facing southpaws. That wasn't the case last year as much until the end of the year when Buxton came back and just crushed lefties. Adding Correa, equally good against righties and lefties last year, but you know, big right-handed bat. If this lineup doesn't hit left-handed pitching, be shocked. I'll be shocked if they can't hit lefties, would really be shocked. And that's kind of been the case for the Twins in the last couple of years, especially with Cruz and Donaldson, who've historically destroyed Southpaws. I think this lineup is going to do the same this year. And, I, you know, looking at it again, I think it's a special group. I think you this, this lineup has the potential to put up some numbers this year, to be potent. And I think they can come out of the gate and do that. A couple of things that are super important. Miguel Sano. Complete X factor in this lineup. I have him hitting cleanup for a reason because if Miguel Sano 
is locked in, and we saw at the end of spring training, look like he might be. If he's locked in and locked in against lefties, that adds a whole other dimension to this lineup. You have Urshela, you have Kirloff, you have Sanchez, all above average in those matchups last year. You have Buxton, Polanco, Correa, your three best players leading things off. If Sano can fill in the middle with a potent right-handed swing, we've seen it before from him early on. we got to see it early on. That would be massive for the Twins, especially through an early stretch that's not super favorable for them. You know, it's a tough, tough go of it early in the season. I want to look at that schedule. We'll preview a little bit of the rest of the Mariners series after this word from Built Bar. This is the time of year. I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? Puffs are the first protein-infused marshmallow. They're delicious. They're easy to chew. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. Bill Bars are delicious, and I don't know how they do it, but every single time, they're delicious and they're healthy. Built Bars, for a type 1 diabetic like me, absolutely critical. I love Bill Bars. You will, too. Go to Bilt.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. Also check out Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Speaking of the stars of tomorrow, Saints get a win tonight. In the opener, Royce Lewis one for four with a single a walk, a stolen base. Very nice to see. We'll be covering the minor leagues all year with Prospect Fridays. Probably going to get going on Prospect Fridays a little bit later in April, maybe week two, week three, as they ramp up and get going. Uh, we'll have Prospect Fridays. Need more of a sample for those, but uh, very excited. Jordan Balzavik, unfortunately, starting on the injured list for the Twins with a knee strain. Hopefully, he's back soon and starting games. Um, AAA set for, and a lot of guys at AAA with the Saints, which is exciting. Get over to CHS Field. Check out the Saints. Looking at this schedule for the Twins. Mariners for four to start at home. Then they have the Dodgers for two. They're at Boston for four. So conceivably, you're facing 10 teams, 10 playoff hopeful teams right out of the gate. Then you're at the Royals, home against the White Sox, home against the Tigers. In that White Sox series, they will not have Lance Lynn, which uh, certainly benefits the Twins. It'd be tough if Lynn was, was in that rotation. They'll be tough anyway. So this first month is not easy. And the Rays, they finish with the Rays at Tampa, 29th to 30th, and then into May. So... Right off the bat, not easy. When you get into May at Baltimore for four, A's for three. So there's seven there that you hope you can win. And they have the Astros, the Guardians, the A's, the Royals, the Tigers, the Royals, the Tigers again. Winnable games in May. I'd say May is a lot lighter, which is why it's so important the Twins come out of the gate and come out strong this year. If you remember, and I don't like to compare everything to the 2019 team, but this is very true. The 2019 team started 40 and 18. Then they had a stretch where they were 500 for like two months. Then they finished the season strong with a light schedule. But they beat up their schedule in the first 60 games. They started 40-18. and 18. If the Twins start 40-18, and 18, their playoff chances are skyrocketed. And I'm not saying that's possible. That team was really special and they put it together. I'm not saying that's, that's likely. It's possible. It's not likely. But something like that, if the Twins could start like right out of the gate in April and be like three, four games above 500 coming out of April with this schedule, you'd feel really good going into the rest of the year. And I think that's it's very important for them not to dig the hole. You see last year, the hole they dug early, it was over 
it was over. You cannot lose the way that they lost last year early on. I know it's 162 games. I was saying it early, like, just wait, just wait, just wait. What happens is even if you win at a 600, 650 clip the rest of the year, it's so hard to make up those games. It's just extremely difficult. You got to at least hover around 500. You can't be 10, 12, 15 games below 500 by the time June rolls around. You just won't be in the race. So for the Twins, get an opening day, opening series win against the Mariners. Try to take three out of four. Try to split with the Dodgers at home. I know this seems like a lot, but I'm telling you, if they are able to do this, if they're able to split with Boston at Fenway, win the series against Kansas City at Kauffman, somehow beat the White Sox at home two out of three, beat the Tigers, take one out of three against the Rays, whatever. If they can do that, they will be in such a great spot going into May because the, the May schedule is, is much lighter. And you still got to play. You still got to win the games. But they need to weather the storm early on and maybe just crush the storm. Like five, six, seven games above 500 going into May, I will, I will be sitting here really hopeful. Now, if they're five, six, seven games below 500 going into May, I'm going to go, ooh, I don't know about this club. And that's not, the season won't be over at that point, but I just, I won't know how to feel about their chances playing good teams. Right out of the gate, you got tests. Joe Ryan, tested. Bailey Ober, tested. Chris Archer, tested. They're going to be tested right out of the gate, all these guys. And it's very important for them to start hot, to start strong, to win early, build that momentum. I'm not a huge believer in momentum. I think you got to go out there every day. Every day is a new day and you win freshly. And let me tell you something about this year. If I don't talk to you before opening day, I will be here every day, five days a week. I'm locked on twins. Tell you something about this year. There will be ups. There will be ups. There will be nights we're sitting here and, and you're sitting watching the twins. And you go, wow, like this is this group is talented as hell because it is. There will be downs when you don't have faith in them and, and you think, you know, they can't win. There will be everything in between. And there will be baseball this year, which is the best, the best part. Enjoy the twins. Enjoy the baseball season. Can't believe it's here. We grinded through. If you've been with me since the beginning, love you. If you're here with me now, love you. Go Twins. Can't wait for this. Hopefully I gave you a good view of what to expect on opening day, what to expect from the Mariners. Very top-heavy lineup, but I think could uh, prove some you know, difficulties for Joe Ryan and for this Twins rotation. Not going to be easy. Never are. Thanks for listening today. Have a great day. Go Twins. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. We'll be either be back with a post-game Thursday night after opening day, or we'll be back with an opening day roster look uh, before Friday. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, and go Twins.